Hi everybody. Today we are listening to the Youth Entrepreneurship in a Nutshell by First Main in collaboration with Such India Foundation. I am Sankalp, your host for the series, and in today's episode, we have the one and the only Vikas Bedigar. Hi, Vikas. How are you doing? Hey, hey, Sankalp. I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Uh, um, first of all, um, thank you for giving this, giving me this opportunity. Um, and second, uh, I think um, what you're doing is great. Um, really important that uh, people who start young uh, people who want to start young know their journey is much better because um, you know such you know relating to someone's stories is really really important when you kind of look up to uh, people in terms of inspiration so thank you so much for that that's so kind of you to say so i am pretty sure most of our listeners already know you because of all the amazing things that you do but for um, sake of formalities i'd still like to introduce you vikas is the founder of the brilliant brilliant page faces of bangalore faces of bangalore is a humanities page which features stories uh, people and places from the city of bangalore vikas merged his two passions of storytelling and photography and created the faces of bangalore page so as we dive into the podcast now vikas tell me more about how you really came up with this idea so what was that you know light bulb moment when you said you know now this is something i want to do this is these are my passions and this is how i'm going to combine them so i think uh, i mean um, such ideas you know are are pretty um, you know i think uh, in a sense very uh, lucid when you uh, when you kind of want to yeah. do something in, in in this genre in terms of creativity Um, yeah. For me, there were many instances that way. To be honest, it's not just one light bulb moment that that said that, hey, um, let me do this. I think this is something that works. Um, yeah. I think um, the idea of stories, uh, you know, since childhood, maybe uh, what my granny would, um, uh, you know, uh, what my granny would kind of um, talk to me about, like tell me stories, um, and uh, my my aunt. telling me stories my mom telling me stories and yeah. all these things adding up together and then um storytelling per se in in uh, movies in cinema yeah uh, yeah i'm i'm more of a narrative kind of a person uh, i like uh, people when they uh, when they narrate a, a movie mm-hmm. uh, someone narrating it i think uh, you know a pure example of uh, one brilliant movie that way is the shawshank redemption Oh, absolutely the way, the way um, it's narrated uh, by morgan freeman i think um, more than the movie that that was made back then i think why it's still spectacular even to date is because of the narration yeah so i think su- such uh, such aspects and of course humans of new york um, can't uh, uh, deny that you know uh, you know something of this sort was already started in new york already and um yeah. brandon stanton um, did something amazing i mean his hacking yeah. did something amazing uh, mm-hmm. and my love of photography when i started out so all these things like various you know at various stages of my life various aspects kept on building onto that yeah. so uh, those were pieces that were you know uh, adding on to it so yeah. you know um, i think so let's say the um i think the fire that lit up maybe was when 
uh, I met this um, a street musician. Um, mm -hmm. I think he had his own uh, um, what do I say a building. He owned a building right opposite to where he was performing. Uh, yeah. So he didn't have to kind of work. Like he he owned a building. People were like they were paying him rent, right? I mean, yeah. why why should he perform? Um, yeah. But um, the fact that uh, music gave him uh, you know gave him that um, you know creative uh, freedom that mm -hmm. uh, you know that he got, and the fact that he doesn't market himself as the owner of that building, but just as a street musician. Um, I think um, that changed a lot, and um, I realized I, this was in Italy. So, so sorry, I forgot to mention that this was in Italy. I was doing my masters there. Uh, right. It was on the streets of Florence. Uh, so that's when I uh, thought to myself: I mean, there would be people like that, um, you know, in Bangalore itself. I mean, that's my city. I was born, brought up here. So, why not yeah. do something around that? Um, there was always. Uh, I love it. You know, yeah. So yeah, that's that's how you know the core of how it started out. That, 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 that is so awesome, and and really, it's come out really really well because I know for a fact that I found out about your page a couple of years ago, I'd say, and I've been following it. You know, even many a times I would see stories of some people that I know, which made it extremely extremely relatable. And many a times I'd see some brilliant stories of people I've never known which made the reason why I'm following the page even stronger because I was looking at some brilliant stories from my, of some awesome people from my own city. Yeah. So that was so, so inspiring and yeah. really, you know, more than the idea, the implementation of it is so, so well done. So tell us, you know, our guests would love to understand more about your personal individual background, you know, so where, where does Vikas come from? Okay. You know, are you the guy behind the photography? Are you the guy behind the content that's written? Did okay. you start off by doing both? Now do you have a team? Tell us about your background, you know, uh, what did you study, where you're from and all of those things. Okay. Like many other uh, Bangalore uh, kids, I think uh, pretty middle class family. So my dad was, I mean, is uh, working with the state government. My mom uh, works in school. So I think my childhood uh, per se was a roller coaster ride because um, I was a professional cricketer growing up. Uh, so uh, yeah, cricket was a huge part of my life in my schooling days. Like I, um, I think that's the only thing that I spent time on apart from going to school. So um, yeah. yeah, so uh, I think that that's uh, you know that one one uh, aspect that helped me become a, a confident person. If mm -hmm. I must put it that way, uh, mm -hmm. because uh, I knew that it took a certain amount of effort to bring out what you have in you, right? Um, sport in general is mentally and physically uh, stressful. It's not just right. Yeah. So, and being uh, cricket in Bangalore, uh, even more so because uh, the competitiveness is much much higher. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think those were those were few things. Uh, that I kind of picked up from the sport. So it's like when when I leave from a place, I pick up the good things that I can, you know, that will help me strengthen who I am as a person. I think that's that's how I've learned, like built myself, so that yeah, even if I'm leaving from 
uh, a place which I did not like, I still know there were good points that uh, the, that I can take from that. So I think that's that's how uh, I kind of saw um, life as in when I grew up. So yeah, I think that's that's that. That's awesome, man. Awesome. So now as we move forward with the podcast, we have this um, amazing session that we have in the middle of the podcast. It's called the yes or no section. So what I do here is I'm going to give you five statements, not necessarily questions, but you can answer only with a yes or a no. So one word answer. And maybe based on an answer that I probably did not expect, we'll probably talk a little bit more about it for post this section. Sure, sure. Alright, so let's get this here. The first statement. I'm not going out to shoot today because the light is bad. I will always go out to shoot. Doesn't matter. So it's a yes. Alright. Need to carry several lenses for one photo shoot just because? No. Alright. Photographers don't need an exotic location to create magic through their lens. It depends. Uh, so it's uh, probably a no, but yeah, it depends. Alright. Yeah. Uh, next one. Photography is easy and anybody can make money from it. Okay. The genre of photography uh, matters. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I will say yes. Alright. Then anyone with a fancy DSLR or a phone with a good camera and an Instagram account is a photographer. Historically, everyone's a photographer, whoever clicks a photograph. I think that that notion, yeah, so, but yeah, it's, it's yes. I love it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you honestly, one or two things that I did not expect a yes yeah. to be was the last two points simply because, you know, a lot of times people talk about how, you know, Everyone wanted, at least young people, I still remember um, during my school days, every kid wanted a camera simply because it was the new and upcoming cool thing to do. And every kid with a camera called themselves a photographer, which was often, not often, almost every single time mocked because people with a camera uh, considered themselves photographer. But you, you make such a good point when you say, you know, everyone that has a camera and can take a picture is a photographer. Yeah. So tell us more about that. How did this thinking really evolve within you? I think uh, I have, uh, uh, it's a very unpopular opinion. The thing is, uh, with photographers, the journey is not to make good images. The journey is to find your niche. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, I mean, I can be... Uh, an amazing, an amazing wedding photographer, but not so good uh, wildlife photographer. But right. I can still make good images. Right. Right. Um, so I, I think that that notion of uh, you know having a camera somewhere, I think, is spoken about. To be honest, I I don't uh, I will not say that uh, camera is not important. Camera is definitely important uh, to yeah. what you want to achieve, right? Uh, or else you wouldn't have a pro level camera. You would still be shooting mm-hmm. with film camera. So I think uh, the idea is to get better results. Yeah. But the the idea of results depends on people. So for me, a really good uh, you know sunset image is uh, yeah. a result that I would like to, irrespective of whether I use a DSLR or a phone. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's something that I'm uh, regularly shooting. Uh, yeah. Instagram, my personal Instagram account, I shoot a lot of sunsets. Mm-hmm. So that's what moves me as a person, right? Uh, but it doesn't mean that I can, I click bad images uh, of a wedding. Yeah. Right. So I think the, the aspect of uh, what a good image is, mm-hmm. is, it depends on people. So 
I think sticking or coming back to what you mentioned about uh, you know everyone is a photographer. Of course, everyone yeah. is. I mean, if not, we wouldn't have memories. We wouldn't have images that were shot. We wouldn't have photojournalists. To be honest, I think mm-hmm. uh, again, very underrated uh, photographers, photojournalists are. I think every sector of uh, of people making memories, photographers mm-hmm. have been uh, you know a primary source of carrying emotions, the burden of carrying emotions, right? But more so now because it's much more digitalized and. Uh, I don't know if I can quote uh, someone, uh, someone like Sanmay, but who, who spoke about the instant dopamine that you get for the likes. Yeah. I think more so, it changed because of that. Because mm-hmm. you started getting, uh, you know, like so. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty uh, weird because at the end of the day, you want to get noticed. Yeah. But also want to uh, make sure your authentic self, your niche, is not harmed. I think mm-hmm. that's the balance. Is uh, that's the balance that I'm trying to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That makes sense. And and I picked up one really cool point that you spoke about was photojournalism. Yes. And recently, with the, my foundation, we actually worked with one of the biggest photojournalists in the world. His name's Ed Kashi. Okay. I don't know if you know him. He's he's New York-based um, photojournalist. He's worked with Nat Geo Discovery and extremely extremely humble a brilliant brilliant guy and he was very vocal and honest when he spoke about a point very similar to yours he said i am losing tons of aspects of my job simply because when i started off i was one of the only people one of the very few people in the world that actually had a camera and knew how to use it but in today's times a lot of budding photographers within the cities like i would fly to india to take some brilliant pictures but now there are tons of people within India, localized photographers, who are doing a job way better than I can. And he was being very, very humble when he said that. And that is so true, you know, yeah. so, so true. Because we do see tons of amazing photojournalism happening out there yeah. with local photographers, with photographers within India. And and the art is only getting better by the day. Absolutely. Just to reiterate that, I think uh, we as beat organizations we we need to look mm-hmm. at homegrown talents more bring in their perspective of narrative to an image i think that's mm-hmm. really important um, yeah showing india as an indian photographer is very different from showing india as uh, a photographer from nyc both mm-hmm. are important i yeah. am not putting someone down uh, i think yeah. everyone's work is really really important but uh, both perspectives have their own flavors to it so I right. think that's, that's, that's something that uh, we as uh, Indian uh, organizations don't really look at. Mm-hmm. So now as we're going through this podcast, let's talk about your work, right? Tell us how a typical story takes place, the whole, the whole journey. So do you find a person that you want to feature or do, you, do people tell you about it? Then how do you schedule days? And then is it photographs, interviews? How long does it take? Take us through the process of every single uh, journey that you highlight. So uh, I think um, it's a mixture of uh, both. Uh, I yeah. do look at people. So I have an intern uh, uh, working with me. Um, yeah. uh, so um, uh, we do uh, reach out to them. But also I still go out and uh, talk to people. Um, mm-hmm. Historically, um, what I've seen is uh, people are not really open uh, to 
talking to a, a guy with a beard and a camera so which is yeah. uh, very weird on street so uh, yeah. they do really do that uh, yeah. but still i mean there are a few uh, i still make sure that i uh, do that aspect because that's really really important uh, for the uh, you know for the whole idea of what it is right um mm-hmm. i just can't be doing interviews or scheduling them and you know doing them doesn't work that way uh, so um, i can uh, probably tell you how it goes with um uh, with someone whom we schedule an interview so that uh, it's much more uh, manners involved to be honest yeah yeah um so as simple as let's say um we interviewed uh, giri pickrain giri a big brain subramaniam is india's number one quiz master um, mm-hmm. so he hosts uh, quizzes for uh, tata crucible campuses tata crucible corporates i think he's one of the best uh, quiz masters currently for you know who's working uh, yeah. so uh, reaching out to them letting them know that this is not uh, just an email interview that yeah. we need to be uh, physically present for the conversation uh, making sure they're okay they have we have their consent for taking images and recording mm-hmm. their uh, you know uh, recording the conversation um you know reaching there on time and uh, talking to them and getting that image uh, so i think uh, that's that's the aspect that you know uh, i feel is really really important where you don't ask them to uh, you know uh, say hey dm us your story uh, i think that that is something that i make sure uh, i even though i uh, i take up a lot of hours um, of a day to do that to going there and talking to them i still mm-hmm. make sure that i uh, interview them personally because like um, you know like any other aspect of uh, human touch this also brings out emotions that they wouldn't really be okay sharing mm-hmm. right on on an email um, mm-hmm. so i think making sure they open up also yeah, yeah. having that consent mm-hmm. i think that's a mixture of uh, you know both of it i think that's what i'm trying to achieve uh, i think that's the whole process and how how have things been been post covid has it completely uh, stopped the process of interviews because of people being nervous to you know go ahead and do something of this sort has it slowed the pace down by you know like let's say you were doing a couple interviews a week and now it's down to maybe one or two or is it still happening now at the same pace just with the necessary precautions of masks and gloves and all of that so uh, to be honest it, it it's uh, the opposite uh, i started interviewing a lot more people during the covid right during the first lockdown mhm i mean it was weird but i decided okay people are not talking about small businesses uh, yeah. shopkeepers uh, yeah. you know cart cart shops like the small ones that you have like pani puri ones and mm-hmm. you know where uh, they sell uh, you know pushka cards i mean pushka right. such such businesses right. not a lot of people were talking to them to be honest i think um, mm-hmm. no one was interviewing them at like leave interviews no one was even talking to them um, yeah. so um my idea was to uh, just have a candid conversation first ask them mm-hmm. how it's been if there a business where i can buy something i would definitely spend 50 60 bucks uh, yeah. buy something um, mm-hmm. and ask them if i can interview them and yeah. um if 
they say yes i would go ahead and interview them but uh, more often than not um, they would say hey please no uh, i'm not comfortable right that's how my first uh, phase of interview started yeah uh, you know on the streets and then uh, second phase went to um, interviewing security guards uh, at different uh, institutions uh, the institutions need to be guarded mm-hmm. but uh, the security would be alone like uh, right. no one in the building um, right. so i started speaking to security guards at different institutions uh, around bangalore mm-hmm. um, so yeah I, that's how um, that's how covid has been so the number of interviews increased to be honest because people were much more free understood and and so over the past few months i know um like you said the interviews increased uh, what were some of the reasons that how do i how do i put this together now instead of focusing on uh, faces of uh, bengaluru now we'll focus a little bit on you and your journey as a young entrepreneur right sure. so how 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 were the challenges specifically for you when you started off uh, because you were young what were some challenges so i think uh, i see it in two ways right i mean there are right. a few challenges that uh, you know uh, which are very similar to a lot of people in the society because that that comes from the society be it where we come from be it who we are be it how could we are with communication or not and these are the aspects that you know that are personal but also related to uh, where we live uh, the society we are in mm-hmm. but also personal um, things that uh, let's say um, so my family again they, my parents have had one employer i mean one employer yeah. so my mom started working somewhere he's been working mm-hmm. there ever since my dad started working somewhere he's been there right. so the idea of doing something like this they still like it's still like still new to them even mm-hmm. after like, three years it's still new to them they right. still ask me like, what what is this what is that but mm-hmm. um so these challenges per se was to make sure i know i mean make sure they know what i'm doing mm-hmm. um also manage time because i was uh, i was also like my entrepreneurship journey started with a full time job as well so yeah. it was you know handling both of it you know i i would probably uh, work all the five uh, or six days that i was at uh, mm-hmm. my previous employers uh, and then mm-hmm. work on fob all the seven days wow. uh, i should be interviewing uh, most of my time went on that yeah because you know i, I would work six days and mm-hmm. more for my day i mean on my day job but uh, you know those two hours in the morning two hours in the evening or the whole day on sunday mm-hmm. so yeah those went into uh, fob and uh, building uh, a brand you know coming up with uh, story ideas uh, yeah learning how to create content which is something w- what's today mm-hmm. that was my learning curve all the mm-hmm. days right yeah. um, i was building a brand but also learning how what exactly this is right what exactly uh, a brand is so it was fantastic <laughs> got you yeah that's that's super inspiring but you know now we've done tons and tons of serious talks let's do something fun and this section of the podcast is called minute to win it now as the name suggests uh, we will have 1 minute and when i say 1 minute rakas 
I'm literally talking about a minute because I'm actually going to turn my stopwatch on. Sure. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you 10 questions, at least try to get through all of them and ask you as fast as I can. And you have to answer in one word, two words, one sentence or whatever, but as soon as you possibly can. Sure. Sounds good? Yep. All right, then let's get started. Three, two, one, go. What's your favorite style of photography? Uh, speed and the people's culture. Among all the stories you've shown us at Faces of Bangalore, which one is your favorite? All of them. First thing that comes to your mind when I say the following things. Colors. Uh, purple. Black and white. Grey. Interviews. Opening up. Camera lens. My 50ml. Personality of Bangalore. Uh, food, um, culture, like food, I think, predominantly food. Mm-hmm. Rank these in order of preferred content. Humans of New York, Humans of Bombay, Humans of Amsterdam. Uh, humans of New York, Humans of Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Okay. If someone were to interview for a page like FOB, what story would you say? I would... That is time. Well, honestly, that was a really, really good, good go because I know two of these questions had tons of parts in them. And so I think we, we really got through many of these superb questions within that one minute. Great job. But there is one question here that I, I really like and I still want to ask you. It says, what are five things you always carry with you when you move around the city looking for inspirations? Okay. Contacts most important yeah. i think we uh, we look at materialistic uh, things that mm-hmm. we uh, you know that we carry with us i think contact of the city where we're going yeah that is i mean you you can't even put a price to that right i think that's one most important aspect that i carry mm-hmm. so if i'm going to a place like a gokarna uh, yeah uh, it would be i mean that one thing can get mm-hmm. can lead me to several other things. Absolutely. Um, wherever I'm going, I make sure I know the native of that place mm-hmm. because they know the best aspect of that place. So right. first and foremost, contact. Right. Second, I think uh, comes all uh, all the materialistic things like phone, uh, cameras, yeah. and uh, because I shoot a lot on my phone. Like if it's not FOB, uh, I shoot a lot on my phone. Right. So nowadays. I carry my headphones because uh, I tend to speak less. Uh, mm-hmm. Carrying a safety item like probably uh, you know, a belt that, mm-hmm. that I would need uh, or, or something like that. Right. All right. That that that's super informative. And now as we're coming towards um, you know the concluding parts of this episode with you. Um, the, one of the most important questions that I love to ask all the people that are on the podcast, uh, because, you know, one thing that is common amongst all of us, that uh, is the fact that we all are entrepreneurs and we all are young. We started off young and we have, uh, you know, the experience. And honestly, I take immense pride. So maybe the tag of pride of being a young entrepreneur. And for all the brilliant young entrepreneurs that are either, you know, budding entrepreneurs, established entrepreneurs, or probably entrepreneurs that are in the making, you know, are planning to come into this field. What are 
two key pieces of advice that you have for them uh, okay. which can really help them uh, and is from your own journey and what is one i would say in a certain aspect a reality check that you want to give them that you personally didn't expect until uh, you actually started your journey um so two learnings i can probably talk about learnings because we do uh, we yeah. learn uh, we adapt the first thing is what you asked me as well at the later stage first thing is get yourself a reality check i think that's the first learning i got get yourself a reality check uh, in terms of what your idea is what you want to achieve if the goal is to build something that is long lasting it will take time mm-hmm. but the goal is if the goal is to be famous and to be honest i think a lot of people put down the aspect of okay someone telling uh, i want to be famous it's not a yeah. bad thing uh, i i think it's brilliant but what means to use to become famous mm-hmm. right i think that's really really important so um, yeah. Yeah, we uh, we often like, i think these are some unpopular opinions that i still believe in that people want to be famous yes uh, but yeah. what means we use is really really important right i might be sounding like a kid uh, but watch a lot of you know life changing movies it's it's really important yeah say uh, you know movies and uh, tv shows don't don't do anything to you but you don't know that i think subconsciously you know that you are picking up uh, things nuances that you've seen one thing that uh, changed me was uh, from this uh, tv show called the flash um, mm-hmm. it's it's a, a dc character but yeah. uh, one of the antagonists uh, is that when you uh, decide to do something against your ethic ethics or you know your you know values you mm-hmm. lose part of your soul yeah. um i think that moved me that that uh, i think i still stick on to that mm-hmm. i still make sure that what i do with fob the values that i want fob to yeah. you know stand with it yeah. will be there no matter what whether uh, i am part of it or whether it doesn't exist anymore but right. the values that it stood on will mm-hmm. not change and these are not uh, cultural these are much more ethical values that what i meant mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. that's super super important and some really really great pieces of advice for all the young people out there so thank you for that vikas and finally as we conclude this um, brilliant episode that you had with you what is one last line that you want to leave all our listeners with what is one thing you want to say to all the young entrepreneurs out there that are listening to us today again and i i don't know if it's an unpopular opinion or a popular opinion but stop being jealous of friends who of our similar yeah. ages right i think yeah we uh, with that idea of oh okay that's my friend but i saw him being dumb few years yeah. ago now he's creating something amazing um, yeah. and not supporting it is not it doesn't define the entrepreneur defines you as a person i think we don't talk about it as much as we should yeah i have had amazing supportive friends not not friends per se as uh, my childhood friends or neighbor friends or something like that but uh, friends yeah. who just randomly send in references hey check check him out check that person or check that girl out i think mm-hmm. uh, such people are really really important so let's for me personally uh, i was that guy i was that guy who uh, a lot of people thought was dumb and couldn't do something right so uh, yeah. so 
I uh, it's not that they don't support, but I think um, a selective approach to it is a really really bad thing. So you you either don't support it or you support it. But once you tell you do, uh, yeah. be honest and upfront about criticisms and uh, yeah. support them both ways. I think that's absolutely. Yeah, I I I I think not a lot of people uh, would talk about something like this because they'll be like, hey, it's something that we shouldn't be talking about. But I, I think mm-hmm. it's really really important uh, that we support people of our age and people. who are younger to us yeah because they build uh, what we dream dream to build i think that's some really 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 important things that you said there yeah. and i i couldn't agree more with you on that thank you so much for taking out the time with us thank you thank for you, all the amazing amazing things you shared with us and it was absolutely an honor you know to interact with you and have you on board for this brilliant podcast thank you so much i, I think i really wanted to kind of talk about all these aspects and uh, you know the questions were just so relevant that i could talk about that so thank you so much for making sure that you know uh, you asked the right questions because as much as uh, you know um, we want to answer it's the right questions that makers want to answer Thank you so much for that. That's so kind of you to say because we are really not before the podcast we were all really in awe of your work with Faces of Bangalore and now after the podcast I think we're all in awe of you and your humility and it's just teaching us so much every single day. But thank you so much for agreeing to do this and it was absolutely lovely having you on board. For all our guests, thank you so much for listening. Once again, my name is Sankal and uh, it was absolutely brilliant. Catch me on my next podcast very soon at the Youth Entrepreneurship in a Nutshell and thank you so much. This is your host signing out.